Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. So today we have Jessica Almer on the show. Jessica is a hairstylist, educator, and creative. She is a coffee, wine, and chocolate lover and mama to three beautiful girls. When she isn't raising her daughters, you can find her behind the chair, coaching her tribe, or traveling to the next class to hone her skills. She is very passionate about providing stylists with skills to build both beauty and brains behind this business. Welcome to the show, Jessica. Hello. That was really fancy. Did I write that? (laughs) (laughs) That was yours with a couple, like, uh, I took, I made it more like third person, I think. That sounded so good. (laughs) Okay. Well, so part of what's fun about doing the podcast is I get to like, kind of like give people like this, like experience where they like hear them about themselves. And I think that it's very seldom that we get that in life. I loved it. I was like, God, she sounds really cool. (laughs) (laughs) She's me. (laughs) That's me. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your journey to today, because I feel like you got on my radar because of Teddy Vickers, which is how a lot of people get on my radar, but she was taking one of your webinars, which I know you, you have your own salon, you do education, and I know you invest a lot in yourself. So can you tell us a little bit about your, your journey to today? Yeah, no, I, um, I've always loved doing hair. I think that, um, you know, that started at a young age, like many, obviously hairstylists that just kind of is in your blood. And, you know, I went to own working as a commission based stylist and moved on to renting my own space. And through the years, I've always been a dream of mine to open a salon and had the opportunity where, um, I was able to do that about six years ago. And it's something that, you know, people would say like, what would you tell your, you know, your past self, like that, you know, now, and I would have told myself that like the lessons are going to be hard, but they're going to make you a better and stronger person. And so we are a majority uh, rental based salon. We have a few commission stylists that I have been training and working with, but majority of them are renters. So they're self-employed and we highly, highly value education. You know, we operate like a traditional salon in the sense that we believe in education. We come together, we represent, you know, the same product lines so that we still flow together on a regular basis. And it's a business model that isn't very common in our industry. You kind of see one or the other. You either see a commission salon or you see like a a suite, you know, rental space. Um, And so our space is just a little bit more unique in the fact that we still come together and build connection. Yeah, I love that. And as someone who's like bringing a renter on and, you know, kind of heading down that path, even though for so long, I didn't think that's what I wanted. I think it's because I didn't see people executing the way you are, where it still feels like a team and a camaraderie that sometimes, you know, you find in rental salons, it's, it's not that way. So Tell me a little bit about how you, you were saying before the episode that you had gotten the opportunity to purchase your salon six years ago and how that's been. Yeah. So it was in a time of my life where I really was, you know, it was like the next step was like opening a salon space. And, you know, the previous owner and I had lots of conversations around, I was honest with her and communicating my dreams with her. And 
um, you know, she was always very kind and respected that that was what I had wanted to do. And it came to a point in her journey where it was, she was ready to pass it on and, you know, really stay on a part of the team and in that culture herself and, and flip, flip roles really. Um, and so, yeah, that's just exactly what we did is, you know, she's still a renter to this day and I'm, I still am thankful she created and started this business model. And over the last six years, I've been able to take it and evolve it and grow it and really expand it. And so we opened our second location almost four years ago, um, in about a half hour away. And same thing, it's interesting to see both locations and how they have built a community together. And I kind of just, I'm grateful I get to see, see both aspects of both locations and all the creativity that is combined between both of them. Yeah. So do you think it's getting the right people that are collaborative in there? Or do you think the space just has that effect on people? Like you either kind of get in with the group or you move on quickly or what do you think it is? I think that, you know, they see the opportunity of, geez, I really love the feeling of being a part of community. Like as humans, we want to be able to connect with other humans. And so I think they see that, you know, I can be a part of this community within the salon, but still get the flexibility of, you know, kind of coming, going as I want, scheduling my clients, you know, having that creative freedom on the other side. And so they, that's, I think that's what draws them to them. And, you know, I think thankfully I've had, um, you know, a lot of people who have come into my path that want those things. And we've been at both locations filled for the last couple of years. And it's always, it always is a list of people who are like, Hey, do you have anything open? And I'm grateful for those people too, because you just don't know when people's journey is going to take a turn. Yeah. That's, what's been so cool to me in being in hair for 15 years, the way that people weave into your life and out of your life, I start to feel like wait, I met you for a reason all those years ago. And then you left my life and you came back to my life. And honestly, that like the way you just said that it is pretty cool the way the industry works that way. Cause you can have someone that like, you don't have a ton in common with, or you're like, I love that person, but you leave the salon. You're like, they're not ready to be on their own, but like, I love them. I wish that things were different. And then like five years later, you'll like hear from them or yeah. I, it's just pretty cool. Hundred percent. I've had that same exact scenario with a few of my current renters. You know, we met about a year, two years ago, and it just wasn't the right time then. And and even people who were a part of our community and within the salon who have left. You know, I never want it to ever be a bad experience or burn bridges. You know, when it comes to that, it's just simply means that you know life is just taking a turn in a different direction. And I never ever wish them ill will. Like I, I, I pray their journey goes well for them and. Um, and, and it has, like, we still talk. I don't want to not be able to have that relationship with anybody that ever leaves the salon. I want to be able to say, Hey, how are you doing? Like have compassion, like, Hey, I'm, I'm here for you. You know? Yeah. I think that's a modern day salon owner for you right there, because I feel like that is so different than what I think we, because when did you get into doing hair? Um, it will be, oh gosh, 14 years ago. And yeah. Okay. I was going to say, you feel like you're of the same range as me. And I feel like that was just so not what we experienced. So I think that that's so like, I don't know, it's just like so Zen and cool. And like, it actually like you catch more bees with honey, you know, like it's like, you never know what people's lives are going through. And you also never know what else is going on in their lives. So that's just like a really cool attitude. Yeah, no, I definitely is a different 
feeling than when I was, you know, a new hairstylist. Like it was, it was not that way. It was more like you better grab your book and run because (laughs) it wasn't very great of an exit usually. And I just knew I'm like, God, can we turn the tides on that? Like, yes, it hurts as a salon owner, you know, like from a salon owner perspective, you know, I have feelings for these people, but I have to really remove my own personal feelings and just honor that they are going in a different direction. And I have faith that something good will come out of it. And we even joke around, like there's somebody that recently just had moved on to a, like a single suite studio and it was just best for her work and for her family and whatnot. And we joked, I'm like, I'll see you soon. Like we're going to, you were coming to the pool parties like that we have, like we still have people who come to our, you know, summer parties that were a part of our group at one time. And I love that. And it's fun and they, it's just good to catch up with them. Totally. It's like something that like, like I had an assistant that moved on and it's something I'm really proud of to say, like we're on good terms. Like I, I, I think very highly of her and it's like, it's just kind of a cool, like lighter, breezier way to do life. Yep. For sure. So as far as like your education stuff goes, how have you kind of tailored your business to really honor who you are? Because I feel like right now with the way the world is, it's such an opportunity for young stylists or a stylist that's maybe not like loving where they're at in life to like see how someone, and maybe you had a similar experience at one time where you weren't, you weren't loving where you were at or whatever, but can you tell us a little bit about how you've made the decisions for yourself and your family that have just kind of been so personal to who you are? Yeah, I, I would really like to just say that I think for hairstylists and being creative is an essential part of us just like living and breathing. And there was a time period where I had been like just doing the day to day, like, oh, we want a root retouch. Oh, you want the same highlight? Oh, and that to me was like death. And I was like, okay, I can't do the hair for the next 30 years if it's just the same every day. Like that sounds like pure torture to me. And so I just in that at that time period was like I need to dive into education. There was a time I that my babies were little and my husband would come home from work and I'm like I've got to jump on this webinar like I need this education, <laughs> you know? And so I would just tell anybody that's, you know, in the hair game like just continue your education um because if you're not learning you're dying and I wholeheartedly believe that um is just little bits here and there and just take it in, learn from it, make it your own. You know, there's so many times I've taught classes and I still teach classes to this day. And I love it because all the energy from all the other hairstylists, it just feeds my soul. And I tell them like, you might not do it, you know, to a T exactly how I'm teaching it, but I want you to take it and make it your own. And that is what is important about being creative in the industry and learning how to take the things you learn, bring it back to your salon in the way that you can utilize it within your community of clients. Yeah, I love that. It's almost like filling up your creativity tank because sometimes, you know, like you do go in and you are doing repetitive stuff, but it is so like, I know I can pinpoint it to a day when I started really like as an independent stylist, because I, in the big salons, so much education is given to you. And obviously like in the whole industry of education has changed. Like there's independent educators like yourself. And, um, but I feel like when I took the leap to go to Ember two years ago, it's like when everything changed for me, it's not like, Oh my God, the quality of my work changed. It's just like, I was more lit up. And I feel like my business positively had 
like it, it really infused the whole thing with more passion. And it's not like, Oh my God, my skills went from a six to a 10. It was like, no, I was just like charged up. Yeah, no doubt. Like it really will spike your creativity. And again, like going to that retreat, it was that community, like, holy shit, I'm not the only one a part of this, right? Like there are my, these are my people who believe and live in this. And even as, you know, a you know, single rental, you know, space, like it gives you that community. If you're in your own suite on your own, like just getting out there and connecting with other stylists, even within your community, like, you know, people are worried about competition. Oh, they're my competition. And that's just an old way of thinking. And it doesn't need to be that way. Like get together, you know, host a little get together where a bunch of stylists can get together and have a topic, you know? Well, it's crazy. Cause I, I have a friend named Jenny, who's going to Let's, she was supposed to start with me uh, April 1st, and I've been by myself for a year. But I've always thought, I, wa- I never thought I was going to work alone. It's just like the way my journey's gone. But I met her at this networking event for Alex Brown, um, this hairstylist in Chicago. There were 60 hairstylists. And she like popped up and she's like, you're Lynn May. I work down the street from you. And it's like, oh my gosh, I would have never met her had I not put myself out there. And it was nerve wracking. It was like going to like a a mixer where you didn't know anyone. And then, but then I met so many nice people and like, she wouldn't be working with me. Fingers crossed April, April 8th. Mm -hmm. Um, but time will tell, but I would have never met her. And I feel like she was supposed to go on her journey. I was supposed to go on mine, but I feel like we were really supposed to meet because I don't think I'm supposed to work alone, but I, I totally love that about like, maybe put yourself out there. Like you, there are people like she was down the street from me and she knew about my shop. She was like, I meant to come in. She'd actually Instagram me once before. And I was like, she should stop by, but it's like so cool how the industry is shifting. And I even was able to have my first salon that I worked at for six years, like raised me. I was able to have them on the podcast and I was so blown away by how much growth they've had in the time since I've been there and how they've kind of gotten up to speed with this whole, like, we are, we need each other mm-hmm. and like, we're, we're proud of you. I'm like, you're proud of me. <laughs> and it's just pretty cool. Yeah. I would have to, I have to tell you, it's funny because, you know, as you get older, we get less and less willing to really put ourselves out there in some ways. And until we start to feel like, man, I really like feel that like a want to be creative type of feeling. And then we get the courage, like, oh, maybe I'll just attend this and see how it goes. And it's the same advice I gave my daughter who's 10 years old. You know, she was so mad at me. I had sent her to a little basketball clinic by herself. And she's like, I'm mad. I want my friends with me. And I'm like, you are going to grow stronger and better when you learn to be okay on your own and that you can do this and you're going to meet new people. And, you know, but it's those 10 year old principles go on to 30, 40, 50 year olds. Like if you want to go to a class, go, go, don't wait for everybody because you're going to wait your whole life for everybody to join you. Like have the courage to be like, you know what? I'm booking it. I'm doing it. I know I can do this. And the amount of like happiness you're going to feel knowing like, a, you did it on your own. And two, like the creativity, you're going to be like, and I'm going to do this more and more. 
Yeah. I feel like it, like, I know for me, as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, that's what I did. And Mm -hmm. I feel like even when I would back in the day, when like I got to go to New York for the Bumble and Bumble class and I went by myself and it was such a cool experience. I thought all the people that worked there were so amazing. But what I noticed is a lot of people that came to class came with people. But what I think that has kind of continued to be true for me is when I show up by myself, I'm so disarming. Like, meaning like people come up to me and they talk to me and it's like, you just have to get there. It's scary and whatever, but it's like, you just got to like get in there. And like, I feel like I've never been to something where people weren't kind to me. Yeah. Yeah. We often go to, I mean, we're a bumble and bumble salon. And so we oftentimes go to those classes in New York and there is something unique about, you know, I, I should say that, you know, there are so many platforms to learn online, which is really cool that, you know, technology has Mm -hmm. allowed us to do that, but there is something different about going and actually being physically present in an atmosphere where you're hundred percent immersed. And so we too often go to those bumble classes and I, I love the people I go with, like, you know, we're from a small town in Wisconsin, right? And so we oftentimes will travel together, but I'm always like, Hey, I'll see you at the end of the day. Like, I'm going to go hang out and talk to all these other people. Like, I love you. And if you need something, like, let me know. But like, we can't be attached to the hip. I love that. I went to my 10 year high school reunion. I did the same thing. I had my posse with me, but I looked at them before I walked in. I go, I can't walk in with you guys. <laughs> I, I want to like meet people mix. I don't want to be, I don't want to be intimidating to people. I want people to feel like they can come talk to me. So I'll see you in there. And they were like, what is going on with you? But I think it was all of the times in, in my adult life in the 10 years since I left high school that I had been uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it filled my like worth. Like it just kind of built some more like confidence in me and built my like my sense of self-worth and all these things that now, like when you go into those things, you're like, Oh no, no, I know what it's like to like walk up and have like the mean girls from high school. Like, I'm not saying I was a mean girl, but we were, we were wild. Right. And it's like, I don't want to come at you with my whole gang. No, I want to like be able to have a conversation with you. So then, and then it was just like fun because I felt like I did have a different experience. And it was funny, like left the, um, the reunion, everyone's like, I don't think I'd go again. I was like, I had the time of my life. <laughs> Get back. Did, did you talk to blah, blah, blah? And they were like, no. And I, it was just like, you, I, I think that you can kind of like enter a situation kind of already foreseeing that like the kind of outcome you're going to have. And I feel like I did that with my high school reunion. I think I had the best time out of everyone there. <laughs> what are you most passionate about? Like in this industry right now that like lights you up? I really just feel like you know, when I think about what my real passion is, it's not only doing hair, but it's people. Like I love people and I love helping people. I love making my clients feel great. I love educating other stylists, just really diving in deep and just learning about other stylists and what really makes them tick and also what their struggles are. Yeah. That's kind of what Jen plus color, who I just had on the podcast last week was saying that like, she doesn't even necessarily during this time miss doing hair as much as she does just getting to spend time with people and get to be a part of their lives. For sure. Human connection is a big deal. I mean, it's what we all need. And I just did a podcast myself on that, you know, connection value and how, you know, this disconnection time that we have is not necessarily really, really healthy mentally, but it's important to take a pause and and meet, you know, virtually even just like this and talking to people and just, you know, explaining how you're feeling, what's new and just really building that connection. Yeah, totally. And like, I wonder too, if it's going to leave people with more of an appreciation for their hairstylist, because 
they maybe realized the role they actually were playing in their life was much more in some cases. Yeah, no doubt. Like I 100% agree with that. I think that clients are going to need us more than ever after this is all done because we do have such a unique gift of connecting with them and you know, even the human touch of like making somebody feel good is just, it's something that you can't get virtually, you know, and it's just so special that we're able to give that. I think that's what make hairstylists so amazing. Yeah. I've kind of been reflecting on that myself and thinking about like, like the common threads. And I think you might be reading the untamed book as well. I think you might've posted that. Am I making that up? Um, like Lennon Doyle? Is it not yeah, you? I started to read it. Okay. I am a, um, I'm a crazy reader, which means that I hop around. I cannot stay focused long enough. So I read tons of little bits of everything. And I just, I used to like beat myself up about like, God, I can't even finish a book. Like you suck, Jessica. But I just have really accepted that like, man, that's just who I am. Like I'm just, you know, dodging all over the place, reading a little bit of this, reading a little bit of that. And it's, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I do something similar. My husband's like, how are you done with that book? We'll read like the same book. And I'm like, you know, I just, I read it. He's like, did you read it though? And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, what's your favorite part? I'm like, um, like I, I take like a blurb from things. So, but yeah, she was saying in that book, there was just this piece that really stuck with me about like the connection and all that. And it was saying like, like imagination is what makes great art, but it's imagination that makes you a great connector or a great, like someone who's empathetic because you're actually using your imagination to put yourself where that person is. And it kind of, I don't know why I thought like, holy shit, that's what hairstylists do. And I never heard it said like that, but I loved it. Cause I was like, people that do this work are just like, I think so talented at connecting with people and it makes I never heard it said in the same in the way of like their imagination is what gives them the ability to really just like be with people in something yeah no I agree I think we can put ourselves in their position and and they appreciate that connection when we can just relate to them and you know be creative and and fulfill their needs of just feeling good about themselves when they leave Totally. And so I love everything you're doing. I follow along. I know you, you do coaching, you do webinars, you do all sorts of things. But when you get back into the salon after this break, like what are you bringing with you? Is it a fresh perspective? Is it something that you've taken from this that you feel like needed to change or something that... I actually, um, I, I think that for the first couple of weeks, I really kind of felt like I just didn't want to do anything. And I just had to accept that that was okay. And when I see, when I say I didn't want to do anything, I mean, I just really refrained from signing up for too many things and just giving myself the space to, you know, accept like what was going on in our industry, what it looked like for the future. And this last week I had a session with my coach actually, and I just needed to clear out the negative energy that was kind of surrounding my thoughts and my mind. And so her and I talked through, you know, what does the new normal look like, right? Like, I think this is definitely going to shift and change our industry. And some can see it as, oh, it's, it's really not going to be good for our industry. But I, I see it as it's going to be a good thing. I think for me personally, it's going to shift my schedule. I was running at too fast of a pace personally that it wasn't, it just wasn't healthy. And so Although that's my personality type to just like go, 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 but just being more aware of that, like, hey, I, I need to like take a pause. And this big pause has allowed me to see that those little bits of pauses are okay to do. 
Yeah. Like what are some of the things you think will shift in the industry? Cause that, that is something I feel too. And I kind of look at it and I'm like, well, maybe my career will never have the same uh, hold that it's had on me because I, I, I feel like it's like the identity of it's kind of gone for right now. And so when I come back to it, I'm hoping to come back healthier. So what do you think some of the things that could be shifting and evolving? Cause I'm just curious to know what your opinion is. I think self-care, I know that there's a lot of advocates in our industry who are coaches and, and self-care and yogis. And I love all those people, but I think it's something that our industry is still like baby stepping into. And I think this pause has allowed us to take more walks, maybe do some of those virtual workouts, do those yoga things, take time to reflect. I think it's going to slow down the pace of our industry. And even as a stylist for us to reflect on the clients that we have sitting in our chair and really giving them a full service versus just, I'm going to quick cut your hair and you know, see you onto the next. Like I want it to, even for me to slow down and spend that quality time connecting with my clients. I think that's going to change for us. And and to me personally, I think I, I would love that. I think the amount of hours I cram into a day behind that chair is going to change. I think people are going to realize their minds and their bodies just can't run at that pace. I know mine, I, you experience that burnout. So maybe it's condensing mm-hmm. days and hours so that you're not working those 12 hour shifts, just trying to squeeze people in and, and really taking time for your clients and one-on-one. Yeah, I love that. Just like going back with a lot more intention towards the work you do. And maybe for some people with kids, like I don't have kids, but it's like maybe they're realizing like, oh my God, like I have not played with my kid or like there are some silver linings that can really come out of this, even though it is like a very uncertain time. I love the idea that like, maybe it's like, maybe I could stop doing this kind of service. Look at how much time it takes. And like, I can't justify being away or, you know, it's just such a cool thing to think that like that. But like a lot of us maybe have never sat with ourselves and the fact that this is a forced having to sit with yourself, which I think is, like you said, like really hard for our industry because people have been moving at such a quick clip from the time you're an assistant to the time you like go off on your own or whatever your journey is. It's like, I feel like you are in hyperdrive and you're kind of taught that. And it's like, I think one of my episodes, she called them like hair's ancestors. She called them hair. She had a cuter way of saying it, but like the people that came before us, taught us like grind, grind, grind. And I, I love what you're saying and the idea that, that that actually is outdated and that like this could be a reset. Yeah, I have always, I, you know, it's breaking those old habits, you know, in our industry and those stereotypes of you have to work every night to make a living. You have to work weekends to make a living. I really feel this time has, has given me the opportunity to reflect on, you know, for me, I have three kids and so... I know I definitely cannot be a stay-at-home mom. Like, that's not healthy for anybody in this house. Ask my husband. And (laughs) so I just know that I I need to be here more, but I can't be here at this magnitude right now. But it's given me the opportunity to see that, like, hey, I am needed. Like, I have three girls, and they just, they need to have their mama to, you know, talk to about things. And it's one of my biggest fears is, you know, someday they won't, if I'm not here, they're going to find somebody else to have those heartfelt conversations with. And I, 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 I feel it's important that I am here for those and guiding them um, because I'm their mom, you know? 
Right. And like, don't you feel like I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, haven't you worked this hard to set it up so that you can do that? But then sometimes you don't maybe allow yourself the permission to actually like do it. Cause it's like so cool. You have your own space. You have your, like you've, you've done everything right. <laughs> I, I wish it, it felt also right. But uh, yeah, you know, like you learn through the lessons. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I just feel like now I can look at the industry. Like I, I'm not saying people don't have to work nights or weekends, but I, I would say that the person who was making me work those type of hours was me. And I didn't have the boundaries with myself. It wasn't clients. Not all clients were asking me like, Hey, I need only weekends. I only need nights. You know? Yeah. There are some that definitely do need that, but we also live in a world now where life is pretty flexible for many, many jobs because it's been such a human thing. We want those flexibilities. Like I do too. Right. Like I want to be able to go to the doctor at 10 AM and not have to go at four 30 in the afternoon, you know? So I think that corporate jobs and jobs in general have become a lot more flexible, which in turn has shown that like we can have clients that come during the day. It's not, they're coming every day. They're coming every six, eight, 10, 12 weeks. It's, it, there is a lot more flexibility in our industry, which means I don't need to live to those standards anymore of I need to work only nights and weekends, you know? Yeah. That's like a limiting belief I had in like the last year I decided to test it. And I was like, I slowly took away evenings and then I took away weekends. And I realized like, like, I feel like something I'm really passionate about is being like, you can turn this after you've done a lot of hard work into a nine to five and don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because it's like, like I have clients that have had to move on, but you would be amazed by the time I really set the boundaries. Cause I sl- I'll slide back next thing, you know, instead of doing my four o'clock last appointment, it's like, uh, I can do four 30 and people kind of know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of slip back in. And when I finally say, I can't keep doing four 30, my last appointment is for like, I love seeing you and you know that. And like, I, I just, I have to honor my schedule. They are like, four is great. <laughs> Yeah, I hundred percent. The problem is me, man. Like I'm the one that slips back in and I'm like, Ooh, I'll just, you know, bend and like make it happen for them. And it's my, that was the, exactly what I said to my coach. I was like, Oh man, I know that I'm the biggest problem in this situation is because I like to make people feel good. It's like mm-hmm. a twofold, right? Like I love making people feel good. And so oftentimes I'm filling up my own cup instead of really realizing that they're not really asking me. It's just, I must be, I must have a void or something somewhere that I'm like, Ooh, if I do this for this client, it's gonna make me feel real good right now. You know, I a hundred percent did the same thing. And I think I, that's what I fall back into, but I can come out of it. And I think probably because I feel like you're very level-headed and I feel very level-headed if we struggle with it, like everyone does. And like, I feel like it is one of those things where it's like, if, if I, if there was a moment where it's like, if I don't get this under control, like I'm not maybe going to even be able to keep doing this job and like, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Not for sure. Because I think you have a gift where like you can, feel what people want from you. And I do think I did it and I would do things for people. And they were like, 
I, but it was, it was to fill me up. But then I also kind of kept score. Like I was talking to my husband about the other day. He's like, I don't think you keep score with people anymore because like I would in my head be like, I've stayed late for this person 16 times. <laughs> and like, it wasn't like I did it from a joyful place. It was like, I did it so that they would be like, wow, she's awesome. She, she's so consistent. And it's like, that's like for me. But then on the other end of it, like the minute they're like, I can't do any earlier. I'm like, well, I've come late for you. Like I've stayed late for you. It's like, Oh my God, like that's so unhealthy. But I, I have this theory that we start out in this industry super young. And so we just like, don't build this skill till we like fall in the concrete hard. And so then like, we have to later pick it up later and be like, I have a lot of bad habits and I'm going to take ownership for my life now. And I think it's like empowering. And I think it's just part of the journey. I, I don't feel like you can skip it. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent with that. Yeah. So if you were going to leave people with one tip or piece of wisdom that you have that you feel like would be something that like right now people in this industry need to hear, what would that be? I think that the best thing I can give advice to or like feelings around what's happening right now and in the future. And when I bought my salon and opened another one is I always go like head in, like not like dive deep into like so excited. And a lot of times it happens where there's pain, right? And so I think we try to run from the pain and me too. I'm like, oh my God, how can I make myself feel better right now? Like right now Mm -hmm. I need to feel better, right? And so I would tell you that if you experience pain along the journey, there is always an amazing lesson at the end of it. So stop trying to fight it and lean in to the pain and really look deep at, okay, how can this change me and shape me for the better? I love that. I feel like that has been true for me as well. And so I think that is in a time like now, I think that it's like, just sit in your messy, scary feelings. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much. Where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at Jessica Almer on social media and on my website at www.jessicaulmer.com. And yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>